Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. Are you stuck on the hamster wheel feeling like you never have enough time to do what you actually want to do in ministry? Well, then stick around because we're talking about time management today on the Ministry Coach Podcast. Welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast-track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is... Kristen Lascola. And today we're going over a topic that I know personally I could use a lot of help with, so I'm going to be taking copious Copious notes. notes. By the way, the only time the word copious is ever used is if you're talking about notes. Sometimes I feel like people have said, like, copious amounts of... Notes. Something. It's always notes. <laughs> okay, 95% notes. Yeah. Maybe copious was meant for notes. I guess so. Well, I'm going to be taking copious notes because we're talking about time management, something I do struggle with, I Ooh. think. I think you're getting better. I try. Since you started waking up a little earlier, <laughs> yeah. that's helped. But It just added more time for me to mess around. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know what a huge time suck is? Sleep. Social media. Oh, yeah. And YouTube and farting around the internet, you know? I don't do any of those things. (laughs) Yeah, you do. So here we go. Jumping right in. Okay, so time management. And this is not by any means like I am perfect at this. So let me teach you. But over the years, I feel like I've gotten my rhythm down to make sure I accomplish everything I set out to do. Mm -hmm. So one of our associate or executive pastors at North Coast Church, I can just hear him in my head. He like has dripped this phrase into conversation so much that he says, if you're not, if you're not intentional with your time, you'll end up always taking care of the urgent, not the important Mm -hmm. because as soon as as soon as you hear that, you're like, yes. Yeah. You know, because the urgent is always like, hello, hello, right. I need this now, 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 now. Right and now. you have to. And then what happens if you're only taking care of the urgent and the what has to be done right now? You get kind of stuck on like this little hamster wheel, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And you're just like maintaining status quo and you become a lot more of a manager than a leader. Hmm. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, it's not like youth ministry managers. Like we don't want to be managers. We don't want to manage things. We want to lead things. But if we are just putting out fires or meeting deadlines in the nick of time or doing just what needs to be done to get by, and then we're like, huh, I don't have time for anything else. I never get to anything that is important to me. That's sort of a recipe well, maybe to get fired, hopefully not, <laughs> but, um, burnout, yeah. um, and just like really, really low satisfaction with your job. You know, I don't think we're meant to just 
skate by. Like that's just not very inspirational. But a lot of us just feel so trapped. You probably feel like I do, like just so busy that there's a million things. Oh yeah. I'd love to read a book or do this or do that. Like who has the time? So we're going to talk about that today of like, well, maybe you have a little more margin than you think, because let me tell you, I have worked full time for a very long time. I have two kids. We have two kids. I have two (laughs) kids. Okay. Just kidding. I had them. (laughs) Gotcha. I gave them to you. (laughs) Well, touche. Too too much information. All right. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes I hear people say like, well, I have kids or, oh, you know, like, but we have two young kids, full-time job. We have our own business on the side and it's either sink or swim. Like you have to learn how to manage it. So this is what I've kind of learned over the years. So Margin. That's what our goal is. We want margin because without that, we can't be creative. We can't have vision. We don't have any dreams. You know, uh, we're just going to stay and we, we absolutely never can allow ourselves to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you have no margin and interruption comes, you're like, ah, get out of here, <laughs> you know, but People are usually an interruption, especially as pastors. We can't put people off. You know, well, I've got a budget to do. Your problem can wait. No, we should have margin in our schedule to communicate with people. That's our job. Got it? All right. So number one, start with your calendar. Okay. I've told you before, I'm old fashioned. I like a day planner, a year planner. It's paper and it has tabs that go through the months. And I see, cause I'm such a visual person when it's in my phone, it just doesn't map in my brain the mm-hmm. same way as holding it and interacting with it. I don't know why. So I first start with my calendar and I map out every big event that I have for the year, things that I know are going to happen for sure. Like camps. Yeah. Like I know for sure I'm having a winter camp. I know for sure this big event, this big event, this big event happened in the spring. I know for sure summer camp. I know for sure I'm speaking at this thing. I know for sure I'm going here. Like those big things. And that kind of gives me like a skeleton for Mm -hmm. my schedule. Okay. So even so far as like my volunteers' birthdays or staff birthdays, just things I need to know. Remember, it kind of sets the stage for the year, Um, gives you something to work with. So then you get down a little, like number two, you go a little deeper and now you start to look week by week. So now we're actually living life, okay? So week by week, let's go through the days and I'm just gonna give you sort of a layout, a map, a blueprint, if you will, an example of what a successful week for me would look like to use my time really well. Some weeks I nail it. Some weeks I fail it. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) And I rhyme on YouTube. No. Okay. Okay. Close. I'm a loser. All right. (laughs) Monday. Here it is. It's a fresh week. Monday, endless possibilities. (laughs) We can do anything on Monday. All right. Some people are like, Monday's the worst, a case of the Mondays. And I'm like, no, I see Monday as like, gotta set the tone. All right. You snap like a mom. (laughs) (laughs) 
You snap the way you dance. Yeah. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm a mom. All right. Whatever. All right. So you look at your week. But guess what? Remember what number one was, Jeff? Calendars. Yeah. So now I'm looking at my week, but oh no, not just the week in front of me. I have done my calendar. So I'm going to look ahead two, three, four weeks and see what needs to be done this week for the week, four weeks from now. Because say I look at my calendar, I'm like, oh shoot, uh, in six weeks, I have an all nighter. You know what I could do today for that or this week? I can make sure my buses are locked in. I can make sure my contract at the ice rink is done and I can put a deposit in mm -hmm. and maybe I can come up with a cool flyer and get my permission slip done. So I'm going to put some preliminary like foundations down for that far off event. And then I'm going to look now a little more close to home of like, well, what do I really have to do this week? And I'm going to make a list of everything professionally and personally that I'd like to get done. There's two categories for this. Some are, this absolutely has to get done this week. And the other ones are, this would be really nice if it were done this week. And if I don't get it done this week, it's probably going to be high priority next week. So we all have to have a sermon. We all have to have program. We all have to have communication go out. Those are just weekly like rhythms that that's a given. Those are things that have to happen. So those will go on my to-do list, mostly because I just love checking them off because I have to do them anyways. Might as well get a little rush of checking <laughs> off something from my list. But then there's those things that it's like, hey, this will move me now more into that category of taking care of important, not just urgent. So, you know, examples of that are like, I need to recruit some more people for my safety team. Well, is my program going to crumble if that doesn't happen? Not today, but eventually. So it's like, those are like the important kind of things that it's like, uh, those are easy to kind of want to put off, mm. but get those kinds of things on your list that you're looking at the future of like, Hey, these are the things I need to keep putting in place. And if you're having trouble coming up with those things, start to think of your ministry in categories. Like I'll think of like, what do parents need this week? What do student le student leaders need this week? What do students need this week? What do volunteers? What does my safety team? What is my senior pastor? Like you start to think through those categories of like, oh yeah, they asked me to come up with this. Let me put that on my list. So you've got your Monday list, everything you're going to try to accomplish for the future and for this week. Um, and then as you look at that list, you could either be really depressed or really excited. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go Monday. Or like, oh my gosh, I hate my week already. But one thing that you might want to do is then after you take that list of this is what needs to be done, think of what could go to your staff if you have one. So what I used to do is I'd have my Monday list and then I'd look at it and I had a really high capacity intern and I would give her weekly goals for this week. And she had a whole week to do them, but it was things like make the camp deposit, finish camp signups, um, stuff that it didn't matter who did them. Mm -hmm. They just needed to get done. And then making sure I didn't give just all tasks, right. like making sure there's creative elements in there too, like make a logo for the all nighter or, you know, mix it up, not just like tons of like office heavy work. So looking at what 
can somebody else do? And then what would somebody else like to do Mm. and try to give some stuff away? Or that are good at doing as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what does your, like, I have a guy, he's great at videos, you know, like give that task away because it'll probably turn out way better. So looking at that, what does, what do you need to give out? Okay. So then you're starting to do your tasks. You're working away at your list. One sneaky thing that is a time suck, getting sucked into communication. So communication is super important, but what happens is sometimes you'll be returning and checking emails for like 45 minutes and you're like, where did my day go? Mm -hmm. Or people are texting you and all of a sudden you spent way too much time doing that. So here's a little method I like discipline myself with. I do a task, I check it off. Then I say, all right, for the next 15 minutes, I'm doing communication. Does it matter how big of a task that is? What if it's something really easy? Well, if it's like, take out the trash, you know, maybe I'll do a (laughs) few things or you could time it. Like I'm going to do an hour of work and then 15 minutes of email just to break it up. Because if sometimes you just get task fatigue too, or it's just like, ugh. Well, sometimes breaking that up with like, all right, correspondence, like who's texted me that Mm -hmm. hasn't heard back? Who's DM me that needs to hear back? Who's in my email that needs to hear back? And making sure that you keep that kind of on your day rotation because people should be hearing back from you within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. If you want to lose a lot of chips relationally, don't respond to people. And worse, uh, you know what Chris, our, our pastor said the other day that I'm like, that is so true. He said, you need to respond to parents who email you and call you because in very many ways they pay your salary. Yeah. He's like, so don't put those people off. They are stakeholders in your ministry and they deserve your time and attention. I'm like, (laughs) so make sure people, especially people who are paying your salary are hearing back from you. So weave that into your day task, communication, task, communication, and kind of build in that rhythm. Now, I've heard a lot of times people say, because if you start your day and you open up your laptop or your desktop or whatever, and you start with email, a lot of times your day is now dictated by By all the email. Yeah. So at what point, because I've heard people say, don't even check your email to the end of the day. I don't do that because sometimes it needs to shape part of my day. You know what I mean? Like if a follow-up from Sunday, like something happened on Sunday at church and somebody had a question or whatever. Like, I don't know. I get that to an extent that it's like, wait, it was just opening up a whole new to-do list. Like, shoot. Well, that's why you don't do it all in one segment. Mm. It's like, I'm going to give all my attention to this for 20 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever, however many emails you have. And then I'm switching gears and I'm going to do my actual work. And then I'm going to switch this back on, give time and attention to it. And then I'm going to go back to my actual work. Do you work. peruse your email? Sometimes. So I'll like look and if it's like, oh, your credit card statements do and there's a power outage in one of the rooms, you know, all just stuff that doesn't really apply to me. But then if it's like a parent or a volunteer, those get my attention immediately. Someone waiting for me for something, someone sending me something to look over the, that's what will get my, um, attention. But if it's, you know, things that like your password will expire in 14 days, it's like, "Mm, I don't need to do that. Better put that on your list of things to do in the next 14 (laughs) days. That'd be so fun to cross it off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was a good question though. And so another 
two tricks I learned from one of my favorite pastors, Craig Groeschel, who listens to this podcast all the time. Thanks, Craig. Hey, Craig. Lunch? No. You want to know why? Because Craig doesn't do lunch with people. Lunch is for suckers. (laughs) So that's a huge time save. He says, I don't do lunch out. I don't go to lunch. I don't do lunch with people. He says, I eat lunch in my office. I kind of work through it, which kind of sounds sad and pathetic. And I'll get to why it's not in a minute. But if you, and this is what I do. I, number one, you save money and eat healthier, but that's a different podcast. If you eat lunch, on your own, kind of work through it, do mindless stuff, like check email, or sometimes I like will put together a pro presenter thing or make a game slide, something that's like doesn't require a ton of brain mm-hmm. work. You save between five and eight hours a week. Yeah, if you're leaving the office, you figure yeah. 15 minutes, wherever you're going, 15 minutes back and however long you're well, going to be Well, and there. imagine going with someone. Right. And you're talking, you hang out a little bit. Now, there's something to be said for making time for a relationship. Right. And I'm going to get to that. So it's not just like, work, work, work. Nobody can talk to you. But there are days where it's like, I just got to get stuff done. I yeah. don't have time to take an hour, hour and a half for lunch. When I first started in ministry, we had a paid staff of 10. I worked at a really big campus. We go to lunch every <laughs> Day. <laughs> well, ten people. There was a lot, a lot of work to be spread out, divvied out to yeah. different people. I mean, I gained fifteen pounds <laughs> and had a negative balance in my checking account. But yeah, we would go to lunch. We'd take our time. It felt like no big deal. But then when the workload was a lot more on me, it was all of a sudden like, shoot, like I yeah. can't, I can't do this anymore. So that's what Craig Rochelle says. The other trick, Craig Rochelle, I kind of learned from him was he says when he has a meeting with someone or something he has to talk face to face, he goes to them. So instead of saying, Hey, come to my office, he goes to theirs. He said, because then I can leave when I'm ready to leave, mm-hmm. but you can't really kick someone out of your office. Right. Someone who's just going to sit there and talk and talk and yeah. talk and talk. And you're like, Oh my gosh, my work day is going to be over in a half hour. Like leave, please. I have so much to do. <laughs> and you don't want to be rude. And right. so you sit there and you talk because you can't treat people like an interruption, but he's like, you know, I have a little bit more control if I go to them and then I can be like, all right, well, thanks. And then I can leave. So anyways, those are a couple time saving tricks from Craig. So that kind of is Monday with a few little tips, you know, thrown in there for you. So then my week goes to Tuesday. All right. So Tuesday is my program day. And so I kind of like everything stops And I focus 100% of my time and energy on making my program great. Everything I do that day centers around that. So, you know, you can put that stuff on your to-do list Mm -hmm. on Monday. You know, you need a video, you need your message, you need your talk sheet, you need communication and blah, blah, blah. Whatever you need to make your program great on your program day, focus on that. Did you just talk through a belch? Um, It was a very (laughs) tiny belch. Not impressive. It was very airy. (laughs) Do you guys probably don't know this, listeners, but I am the burping queen. Yeah. And you want to know how many people will say I taught them, like, they'll be like, I burp all the time now because I hung out with you so much (laughs) and it just was normal. Shame on you. But who was the one who taught you how to speak when you're belching? Jeff. It was a skill I never had before. I yeah. said an entire sentence today in a belch. You're welcome. 
We are a kindred spirit. <laughs> You're a pig. All right. Okay. So now we're at Wednesday. All right. So Wednesday, when I get in, I do any follow-up from the night before. That could mean a lot of things. Maybe I didn't put everything away that I was supposed <laughs> to. Or maybe um, there was like a weird conversation and I need to tell a leader about it and I need to call them or make sure uh, maybe a kid had a bad night and I want to call their parent and follow up like, hey, how's so-and-so doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and you want to do that very timely. You never want a parent to have to reach out to you for something that happened that you know about. Like if you didn't know and they're like, Hey, just want to let you know something, blah, blah, blah. But if it's like you were involved with it and the parent, you want to reach out to them first. So all that kind of stuff, maybe it's inputting attendance or taking care of deposits or whatever, like just any kind of follow up from the night before. If there's any little eyes that need to be crossed, well, you <laughs> Eyes. <laughs> it's a tight ship you're running. Eyes. No. No, like you no. cross your eyes yeah, like you go cross-eyed. Yeah. No, that's what the kids do now, Jeff. Cross your T's, dot your eyes. Yeah. And lowercase J's. <laughs> Did you just think of that? I've never heard anybody no, it's say from that. From Wayne's World. Go ahead. <sighs> Wayne's World. That sounds made up. Okay, boomer. <laughs> um, I didn't make the movie. It does exist. It's old. There's a lot of old movies that I like. <laughs> Any, anyways. Yeah, that you should be working instead of watching Wayne's World, Chef. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. And then Wednesday, um, the other focus as you're going through your to-do list. Also, it's time to get ready for the weekend. All right. So this is when you start getting ready for your weekend program. You're working on your message. You got your game. You're, you know, maybe doing game supplies, getting your room ready, stuff like that. So you try to do as much weekend as you can on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, this day, anything you didn't get done for the weekend, like maybe you just want to touch up your sermon a little bit. Yeah. When do you do sermon prep usually? Wednesday. Okay. So that I can kind of finish it up on Thursday. Maybe it'll even bleed into Friday. Like when I'm at home, I'll just be like thinking about it. And that or, gives you time to really kind of mull over it in your head. And yeah, because I down. used to wait till Saturday night. <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> when I was like 19, I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm speaking tomorrow. So I pushed that back now to Wednesday. Okay. And then, yeah, kind of and, Thursday, and Friday, it gets perfected. The but. way you do your, your week, your sermon on Sunday is then followed up on Tuesday, your midweek. Yes. Okay, so everything Good kind question. of hinges off that Sunday. You don't do like a separate... No, I used to do two separate series, but that's, I just feel like disjointed and more work than it needs to be. So like Sunday, we'll be like, we started our relationship series and I'll do a talk on friendship or mm -hmm. whatever. Then Tuesday, we reference that, but now we kind of like we take like a detour okay. and kind of camp somewhere else, but it's about the same topic. And then it's like the kids discuss it, you know, cause we don't do small groups on Sunday. So, um, it goes like lecture intro discussion model sort of, you know? So yeah, I get all that ready. And then Thursday is exciting because I, you know, like I said, maybe you need to do a little more sermon prep, but this is the best day. Thursday is my favorite, favorite day because this is the day to dream. This is the day that hopefully your 
to-do list can be done maybe before lunch. And mm-hmm. then everything after lunch, like the next few hours is when you sit down and either do some kind of self-development thing, like read a great book or do a good study or do a research on something that you're interested in for ministry. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, <laughs> parasailing, <laughs> black holes. <laughs> this is where like the margin really will pay off. Yeah. You can do future planning, future thinking. This is the time of my week where I've come up with, hey, we need to do this. Mm. And then I'll even put some wheels to it right then of like, I'm going to send an email and see if I can get this off the ground a little bit today. Or, you know, why don't we do this anymore? I'm going to make a new logo for that. Or, you know, it just gives you time of like, what do I need or want to do? Or like this this thing needs to be cleaned out and organized. What's in here? Mm-hmm. And then you discover we have tons of water balloons and I don't need to go get it. Yeah, because if you don't set any time aside for future planning, you're basically going to be doing the same thing forever. Exactly. That's what I mean where we started. It's like you're always just taking yeah. care of tasks and the urgent. But if you discipline yourself, that's why you don't take a lunch because Thursday – Maybe it's relationship day and you're like, you know what? I am going to take so-and-so to coffee. Like I haven't hung out with this leader in a while. Maybe we can go to coffee or I haven't connected with our high school pastor in a while. I need to kind of catch up with what's going on in their world. And no one has program on Thursday at our campus. So it's like no one else is focused on that. And so it's a really good time. Like, Hey, all the social things I said no to Monday through Wednesday. Now I can maybe kind of fill that in. And then make sure you catch up on any loose ends of communication. Like maybe you've been putting off like a hard phone call or like just something like maybe a little more sermon prep of like, oh, this person would have a lot to say on this. Maybe I'll give them a call or Mm -hmm. they can help me, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of the week. And then, you know, Friday would be a day off and Saturday depends if you have a Saturday night service, be a semi day off and then you're at Sunday, which is, you know, your program day, but hopefully you're all ready to go. So you just turn on the lights, you know, and you're, you're mostly ready and you don't have to scramble at the last minute. And that does give you a lot of, well, extra days, theoretically, if you needed some time to get some stuff polished, like your sermon or just anything else, you have those, that time to do it. Even I find a little extra time sometimes like after the kids go to bed, like if you're working on something, instead of just watching you know, a couple of Netflix shows, I'll be like, huh, like maybe I'll work on the sermon just a little bit more or do one other quick thing, like just for 30 minutes or something. So that's another little window of time that, you know, might be available if you're feeling really under the gun. And so to end, here's a couple, I don't know, pro tips or troubleshooting things. One extreme time saver that I have found is to plan ahead things you can plan ahead, meaning you can plan your games three months, four months out. Mm -hmm. So you can come up with a game calendar and you can kind of look at it and go, Oh, let's do like an up in front game, then a runaround game, then an outside game, then a, you know, small group game and you can kind of hit all of your categories and then you're not sitting there on your program day like what game should we play oh i would play this too bad we don't have like pool noodles i would have ordered them like you're already ahead of the game like but if you are in that position check out the last episode we did on no prep games yeah last minute games 
in a pinch. Yeah. You know, there's always that. But ideally, you'd have that planned out and not yeah. have to worry. Another thing planning out, like I'll just sit there and like look on YouTube for like a funny video and it's like, oh, no, that one's too long or no, that one like is mildly inappropriate or no, you know? <laughs> and so if you just sit down and like, maybe you spend that Thursday margin time and just say, all right, this Thursday, I'm getting all my videos for like the next three months done. Mm -hmm. So I just plug and play. I'm getting all my games done. And then the other one is planning your series in advance. And so you know what you're going to be talking about. I know there's some curriculums that they'll do like the whole year, right. you know, um, if you don't, own those, that's fine. You can just kind of plan out, Hey, in February, we're going to do this. And you can kind of, then you have like a broad perspective of, Whoa, we did really topical here. Maybe we should do a book study here. or Oh, we haven't hit on uh, this in a long time. And you can kind of map it out. And it's um, a good chance to like shepherd your flock. What do they need to hear? Yeah. This, you know, going with a curriculum is great for many reasons, but sometimes I think it's nice. And I guess you could do that, you know, if you did go off a curriculum, but to say, this is what our flock really needs right now. Totally. And you can, you're the one who would be best to judge what that is. Yeah. And so those are, those are things that have to get done. But doing them all in bulk mm -hmm. is a real big time saver. Batching it. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then lastly, just some troubleshooting. If you are still pulling your hair out and you're desperate, and you're like, I don't know. Where, I can't do this. Like, I don't know where, where the time goes. Here's a couple questions. Number one, have you ever done a time audit? I did a time audit well, maybe two or three times. And it's kind of annoying, but it gives you a perspective of where your time is going. Like maybe you think you're spending 15 minutes on email, but you really are spending an hour and a half mm -hmm. and you're like, now it's lunchtime. And now I, you know, so I think you can find them online or just make a little sheet of like the hours and just write down like what you did. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it forever. Do it for like a week and then kind of assess like where, like if you feel like you can't get it all done, maybe there is a hidden time suck in there. Maybe you're going to lunch every day for an hour and a half or two hours and you don't need to be. Maybe you are spending way too much time on YouTube or on Facebook, like researching stuff. <laughs> and it's like, you just need to cut it off. So maybe you are spending too much time talking to people like, you know, which sounds awful to say, but it's like, maybe you need to have some boundaries of, Maybe I need to work at home a couple days. Well, not that that would be better, but, um, <laughs> or go to a coffee shop if they're ever open again and just not be in the, in the office distraction setting. Cause right. that happens to me a lot. And every time you say yes to somebody else, you're saying no to something that you could be doing totally. And someone else is going to dictate your time for you. Yeah. And, and, and I think you have to, to obviously balance that. What can I say no to? And what should I say yes to? Well, and everyone says like, say no, just not to me. You know, <laughs> like they, they are, everyone encourages you like, no, what to say no to. But if you say no to them, right. they get mad. And then here's some other questions to ask. Like Jeff um, was having trouble like fitting it all in. And so he just started waking up earlier. Yeah. And sometimes it's a hit. Sometimes it's a miss <laughs> if the dogs are bugging him and stuff. Or kids wake up early. I, that's been huge for me. And I remember early on, it was hard, like waking up an hour, hour and a half before I normally would. Your body's like, what are you doing? And, and it was really hard to get going. But now I feel like my body is wired where 
I'm up usually before my alarm goes off and I don't feel it. Like I kept on thinking, well, yeah, I wake up an hour and a half early. I'm going to be an hour and a half more tired as you yawn. I'm tired just <laughs> hearing you talk about it. As I drone on and on. No, I was just I kept imagining on thinking getting like, up at like six. I'll go like, I'm thinking like, well, I'm just going to be ready to go to bed an hour and a half earlier, but I, I'm not. And I, I feel like all it was is just changing your body's pattern. Right. And that has been huge. And I And I try and make that hour, hour and a half for me, like I'll set aside certain things. It's like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And that to me, that is my time where it's kind of that vision casting or planning ahead where there's a couple things I know I need to do right away. And then after that, between the time that I stop doing those things and the dogs start barking or when the kids wake up, that's the time I sort of have to sort of, you know, mm-hmm. do that work on myself or things like that. But it's yeah. been huge. Yeah. And I can tell like you feel better and like you're motivated and you don't seem as stressed. And maybe that might not be for everyone. Maybe they're right. like, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I still have no time. So it's just a question if you're if you can buy yourself another hour by getting up an hour earlier that could be where your time is. The other question, where am I getting distracted? And that hopefully your time audit would be able to answer that question for you. It's amazing how fast time goes when you're on, like if it's just social media or like all of a sudden like time or or like TikTok, you can spend, I know you don't watch it, but those videos, like they just go so fast and they're so entertaining. And then all of a sudden you're like, that was a half an hour, you know? So where are you getting distracted? Kind of the question of, we sort of already talked about what can I delegate Mm -hmm. if you feel like I just can't get it all done? Well, are there things that you shouldn't be doing that you are doing or things that maybe have run their course? And you're like, you know what? We don't really need to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we used to send out this parent newsletter and it was like, I don't think we need to do this. I think just an email of like, here's what you need to know for the week. But like, we would just add way too much information in there that it was like, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but it was like, we're spending a lot of time. And I just think the value versus the time spent is not, we're not winning, yeah. you know? Um, are you overcommitted? Kind of what you were talking about of like, are there things that you just need to say no to and right. maybe risk disappointing somebody? You know, especially like, it sounds so selfish, but if you're in a season where you have a lot of margin and can give yourself away and give your time away, do. But then if you're in a season where maybe you have young kids and you're, you know, working full time and trying to hold it all together, like you might not be able to do one-on-one coaching with an old student who's now in high school. Like Mm -hmm. you might not be able to say yes to those kinds of awesome opportunities, you know, or I don't know. That's just an example, but are you overcommitted somewhere? And then are you doing things that are actually important, moving you forward to where you want to be? And that, I guess that is the big question that this whole episode has been centering around is, are you able to do things that give life to you as a pastor, to your ministry that make you feel like you're in your A game and not just like working away behind a computer. We have days where we have to just make things run, but you're going to burn out and you're going to hate your job. And you're probably going to hate everyone you work with and who works with, (laughs) you know, like if you just are like resentful and you just get bitter, like all I do is because that's not why you got into ministry. So take the reins, take responsibility of your time and make it work for you. Yeah. Get off the hamster wheel. Yeah. You're, 
say, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of my time because you are, you know? So a question for you guys is, why don't you write in the comments, what have you done to help with your time management? Yes, what are I would some love things, to know. some tips that you found, whether it's blocking your time or, you know, things like that. And if you got a lot of value out of this episode, make sure you like it and hit subscribe. For those of you listening on the podcast, we appreciate you and make sure you're subscribing there too. And we will see you guys next time.